Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, Star Wars Rebels, Moonbeam City, Ruby, and Adventure Time. Hi, I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'll be taking you solo through the latest episode of Star Wars Rebels Stealth Strike, uh, the, you know, somewhere in the 5 to 10 range of the second season of Star Wars Rebels. I cover Star Wars Rebels every single week here on the Overly Animated Podcast. You can check out OverlyAnimated.com for more of our coverage of animated shows. So, uh, spoilers for Stealth Strike and all of Star Wars Rebels. Uh, let's, let me get right into this. Um, Stealth Strike, I believe, is our first uh, truly very good slash great episode of the second season of Star Wars Rebels, and I'm very encouraged by what I have seen uh, tonight from the show. Um, so far, last week, I kind of got into how the show has been struggling. Uh, I think I, recapping, I think I basically said, for the first season was very good and it kind of launched uh you know it kind of launched into a very high quality not very high quality a somewhat high quality right away without establishing its characters to an to a uh, acceptable extent and Sabine and Hera and you know even the rest of the crew Kanan got left behind in uh in their development so the second season has caught up on that and now it's possible we're able to turn the corner we just had a Sabine episode previously a Hera episode i personally personally enjoyed those two episodes um i've seen negative reviews of them uh, i can see where they're coming from uh quite frankly like the the uh backstory and development we got for sabine and Hera in those episodes was kind of the minimal amount which i was happy enough with because um it's hard to establish more in one episode and i really did like uh blood sisters last week um However, I can see uh, that these might have been quiet moments, character building moments, and we want to get back to the show's strengths of, um, you know, establishing character dynamics within action set pieces, which is what Stealth Strike uh, gets us back to. Um, Stealth Strike plays to Star Wars Rebels' strengths. Uh, and it does it uh, very well. Um, we bring in the strongest dynamic established so far in season two between Kanan and Rex. Uh, they're their uh, dynamic, their back and forth has been the most interesting element of the season. It's what anchored the first two episodes of the season in what otherwise would have been a just real disaster. They kind of pulled those two episodes out and made them actually pretty good. Um, it's really interesting bringing this element of, um, I've talked about this before, this this kind of uh, negative element into Kanan's character and seeing uh, just a real, more realistic portrayal of this uh, master for, for our Ezra, right? Um, it's, it's more of an interesting dynamic than this invaluable master. And I really like what they've done with Kanan. It's come on display in this episode more than any other that we've seen. I was very impressed with how they executed the, uh, you know, these interactions between Kanan and Rex. I was very impressed. Um, this, this plays to the show's strengths because, uh, we have big, um, you know, big action pieces, which are executed very well. The visuals are there. The show hasn't had the best animation. This animation style is a little wonky. It's um, weirdly 3D sometimes. But, like, I, I was impressed by <laughs> the explosions at the end. That's kind of shallow. But, like, I thought that uh, they pulled those off and they looked cool. And this episode felt big. This felt like a mid-season finale, even if... Um, we're getting an episode next week, so um, I was I was impressed with all of that. Um, I, I thought that we were 
turning a corner at one point. I want to mention this. I overall am very, very positive on this episode, best of the season. I just want to mention the one part where I was less positive, which is there was one moment when Rex was captured by uh, this new, I don't know if he's new, but this Admiral guy. Um, and uh, we hear a scream and a cutaway, and it was sounded pretty dire. And I thought for you know a second or more than a second that, wow, we're actually going to have a death on the show or actually going to have consequences that's something that the show really lacks um consequences in and they always get away with it they this episode is very self-aware that's another positive i'll talk about again but like ezra mentions it he's been captured a lot he escapes a lot this episode's super self-aware of what rebels is and yet and yet we fall into the trap again of presenting the audience with a situation where there's hope. It's not like I want Rex to die. I don't care that much about Rex. He's a new character. We're using him too much. That's another problem I'll talk about. Um, but it's I want I want there it to feel like there are stakes. That's why you need. That's why you, that's why character deaths are a thing, right? You need it to feel like um, I'm worried about my main cast dying at any point. And even though none of the crew of the Ghost is ever going to die, never, 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 because it's that type of show. Um, I just I want it to feel like stormtroopers can do something. They're the they're I've they're there's there's running thread throughout the show, and that stormtroopers are just the most inept. And it's kind of Star Wars in general, but just they miss and miss, and they don't do anything right. And it's just I, I don't feel like my characters are actually in danger, even when they're captured here. You know, so I thought I thought Rex was gonna die, and I was so kind of I wasn't happy, but I was like it, it really grabs my attention. The show sometimes it's like automatic watching, and I think the audience for the show feels like that sometimes you know um i don't think anyone thinks this is the best show on tv and uh not that i'm you know not that i'm like a hater of the show but i i, I think that um it hasn't completely found its footing yet i talked about it in the beginning but you know it's sometimes it's like okay it's it's enjoyable i like i will watch it every week but um sometimes it's it's there's nothing super uh you know super that stands out from from what we're seeing and i know that wasn't grammatically correct but um it's so like when i thought rex was gonna die i was very very uh, drawn in and then it didn't happen and that was a big letdown honestly um it took <laughs> it was a big letdown of the character didn't die but seriously it, was, it took me a few minutes to get back into it and um, when i did get back into it um i saw that we were actually really having a good uh, it was still very good so i think that was a miscalculation but um that one part like we're doing the cutaway to build suspense but you were actually um building suspense for a payoff that's not coming. So I think that was a miscalculation by the show. I'm not sure who wrote this episode yet. I'll check that as we go. But uh, the rest, everything else was very positive. Let me talk about it being self-aware, because I brought that up too. Um, we have Ezra in this episode mentioning that uh, he's, he says to Commander Sato, uh, don't worry, I've been I've been captured many times. And then uh, Sato's like, that's reassuring. And he's like, I've escaped a lot too. And he's like, I figured. Uh, I don't see a writer listed for, for this episode on the Wikipedia page. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if this was... Uh, uh, no, Kinberg has not written an episode this season. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Anyway, um... Yeah, I thought this episode was more well written and more had more kind of interesting dialogue than anyone we've seen up to this point this season. Uh, the show is not one to impress me with its dialogue. <laughs> we kind of have uh, very base level dialogue, which is always the safer play. And in a show like this, where you kind of you know people are watching it at Star Wars, they're going to be happy no matter what you present. 
and you just have very competent uh, direction, animation, um, pacing, uh, you know, stuff like that. You can play it safe with your writing and not because, like, you don't want to sound silly. But um, whenever we have non-generic dialogue, it stands out. And here we have some, you know, self-aware stuff happening. So I was I was satisfied with with that scene. There's another one. Maybe when I go through that line, I will uh, remember it. But um, I think we we uh, lampshade, which means point out a self-aware thing. The show pointing out a self-aware thing. Uh, a the stormtroopers but uh again i'll go through that so yeah i was i was happy with that on that angle this 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 episode really did really did play to its strengths big visuals we kind of getting back to that core concept of playing to extremes we we relegate sabine hera and uh, zeb probably our weaker characters and we focus on ezra kanan um rex our most intriguing new character although i have a com- i have complaints about that and um we 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 put them in the spotlight we don't have our inquisitors developed yet we have this new admiral though which is interesting I'm, if he's not new it doesn't matter <laughs> you know it's not agent callus i've complained about agent callus before this new guy who's apparently under agent callus in rank is way more threatening than him so this is not does not bode well for agent callus being a uh a sinister villain in the future um but yeah, I thought these were good. You focus on the right characters. And uh, the last big uh, thing to, to point out is that this was a big Ezra episode. Um, every episode's a big Ezra episode. You know, he's our main character. But um, so we got to a point with Ezra. It's like, okay, we go, Ezra's a character that goes from point A to point B. Um, he's someone who, when we begin the series, we see only looking out for himself. And then over the course of the first season, he transitions into a selfless character who actually wants to um affect greater good in the universe so that the the problem is that that's over now you know that's already that all that happened in season one so what do you do with ezra now right you can and the answer is you don't need to change him again he's he's kind of at where he's at you know he's gonna grow into being a jedi and stuff but just show his new we the show talks big a lot but it never really demonstrates it um what i mean by that is that we've had multiple characters now saying that they just want i talked last week about um or two weeks ago about how the show the show sense of uh, morality is really boring we have the empire who in one of the past two episodes literally said um we we know that if we put these these people will always help people in need and that's their biggest weakness and we'll take advantage of that and then on the other hand you have ezra where's one episode dedicated to ezra being like i like helping people which uh i make fun of but that was my favorite episode of the show so it did it well you know you can say i make you can say i like helping people and do it in a uh kind of uh, effective way um and we had a i like helping people moment with sabine too yesterday so and and tara so that's kind of the thing that is um that's kind of is a it, the, the show is pretty boring and good and bad i will say that we need some more grayers we need some characters who are kind of torn between selfishness and selflessness uh there's none right now so so what i uh liked is that Ezra has said that he likes doing uh, things for other people, and um, we've seen him help the cause, and we've seen him take orders. I think that now what you want to do is you want to show what does is he actually like a selfless person, or is he just um, has he just dedicated himself to like a greater cause that he's bought into you know like and i was i think you figured out by now i was really impressed by that scene with him and the uh his stormtrooper captors um 
it's it really it's it showed just the soft side of Ezra that I I hadn't seen before. You know, I've, I'm I'm convinced that he does care about others, um, and I'm convinced that he's not selfish anymore. But I'm not. But I wasn't, you know, convinced that he was like a good person at heart yet. And I mean, obviously, you know, he's like a child, so it's he's not going to be one way or the other. But I didn't see the effect that these other selfless people were having on him to enough of an extent. And here we, he says, um, he's like, when I escape, I won't hurt any of you. Um, and then at the end, he's like, you see, you're fine. And later he's like, I said it to stun when, after he shoots, um, accidentally shoots, uh, Rex and Kanan. Um, and huge credit to, um, Ezra's voice actor, who I don't remember the name of and I'll look up as we're saying this, but, uh, we have Taylor Gray who, just affects a such a soft and kind of uh softly energetic caring voice into that scene that really stood out to me and just made me more sympathetic to Ezra than I really had been before and really big kudos to Taylor Gray there um like you know what Ezra sounds like in that scene is like a uh uh, a lead uh, anime girl character, which is a weird comparison, like an energetic, the Genki girl. That's a trope. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it just seems like, like innocent, carefree. And for a character who's so as, as hardened as Ezra affecting that quality into his voice, I think has a lot of meaning. Um, there's other big Ezra moments. So let me go through that line now. Cause I'm not remembering things anymore. <laughs> so, um, and we'll get to the, these other Ezra moments. It's when he's with chopper, you know, and he's, um, he's reversing the the gravity well so let's talk about this the main plot of the episode because I'm, I'm very focused on characters always on this podcast um so we have the introduction of this gravity well who which i i look up on wikipedia and um apparently it seems to just be an extended universe thing um i am not seeing any actual movies in in appearances for the gravity well so i think that it is not in the actual movies because sometimes i'm worried that i'm missing thing the introduction of things that come into the original movies later but anyway i really like the concept of a gravity well i don't maybe i'm right maybe i'm wrong i don't know i re- in general i really like the concept of a gravity well uh because hyperspace is super op there's like this is just not uh it's 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 not fair i don't like mechanics and shows that are like that are you know in in mythologies that are like like you they're invincible you know there needs to be a foil to something and um I, so i like the idea of because uh, in many times in the show they've just said oh now we're in we can go in hyperdrive and we can get out of here um that's always been the end point goal and i think having the enemy having this gravity well adds a lot of stakes to the show well, that's kind of i already talked about how that's what we're missing and um adding this gravity well gives me a sense of danger like even when they get into hyperdrive and get away they still might not be gone so I, I don't it helps it helps that kind of wall which you inherently have with this type of show where the main characters are invincible and that's never going to change and it's true they get captured they're freed no one's dying on the main cast but you can do you just try to do whatever you can to and I'm not criticizing like that aspect of the show that's true of most most um shows aimed at younger audiences but uh which i'm not i'm not not saying children because rebels you know i don't even know what its intended audience is honestly um uh and uh you know we need to try to subvert that wall as much as as you can and having uh getting rid of your hero's safeguards i think is a really good way to go about it so i'm really a fan of this gravity well um commander sato uh 
his big development in this episode is that he is learns to be impressed by Ezra. He didn't really think much of Ezra. Ezra volunteered to go on this mission with him. Um, and later at the end, we had uh, Ezra saying, I got this. And then Quindersa saying, you, you got this. And then Ezra just like storms through all the stormtroopers who are incompetent. And then um, he's like, you got this, you know, so Sato's on board the uh, Ezra train. That's that's what we're getting at here. Um, so that's that's really all Sato does, and I, he's his use in this episode is fine. He is not a character. He is a he's a you know a cardboard cutout. But um, he hasn't been put in a role where he has to do more than what a cardboard cutout requires. That's fine. Rex, on the other hand, um, is something is someone we can talk about. Um, Sabine says you can't pull a ship out of hyperspace because you wouldn't you'd never know where it is. I like explaining these things that we take for granted about the Star Wars universe. Like, you know, what is hyperspace and why can't you ever find someone in hyperspace? So I I really liked that explanation. Um, you know, not saying it's satisfactory or not, I don't know, who whatever, but I like I like getting into that type of stuff. Uh Sabine recognizes a gravity well, which she remembers them developing in the academy. You think they she would have brought them up. She would think she would have brought that up to the rebellion before, but you know, whatever. Um but conveniently since they're testing it, they wouldn't use it that far away from where they they lost Sato and Ezra, so that they know where to go. Um Hera recommends Kanan's go with Rex. Interesting, interesting. So I don't know if we're supposed to think about it that much, but I'm I'm wondering about the motivations of Hera. It's in terms of uh, like it seems like Hera cares about the rebellion first and Kanan second, but it does seem like she's in some sort of relationship with Kanan, right? So is does she think that this is good for him? Like, what's Hera's motivations here? Does she think this is the best possible outcome for the rebellion? Or is it that she thinks this could provide some much needed um, growth for, you know, her whatever <laughs> their relationship is? And I think it's probably both. Um, so maybe this tells us about Kanan and Hera's relationship that Hera just doesn't view Kanan in kind of this uh, glossy and valuable light. She, uh, she like wants him to grow and stuff, which is probably pretty healthy um, in terms of relationship extent. I'm, I'm always fascinated by this Kanan and Hera relationship, and I hope we get more on it. Um, let's let's see. Yeah, uh, Kanan doesn't want to. So it was kind of striking at first Kanan's resistance to going with Rex. We've seen them bickering about Ezra's training. What's more important. They've, they've hammered that home throughout the last few episodes. Um, but at the end of our, uh, two part introduction to the season, it seems like Kanan was on board with Rex. He's like, okay, I'll put aside my prejudice prejudices against clones for now. Um, so this coming back up to the service is a little blunt. Uh, however, it's fine because it reintroduces one of the more interesting aspects of Kanan that we have seen. Um, and I talked about that already. So I was, I was blunt introduction, but I'm fine with it. Uh, I talked about the uh, Ezra and Sato. I've been captured many times. We got Jabba the Hutt, Ezra's nickname again. I like that that's a thing now that uh, I like everyone knows that. Um, he says, Agent Callus would be pleased. It's like, oh, good. We're getting more <laughs> Agent Callus here, this this Admiral guy. Um let me talk about that, that Admiral. I think he's more menacing than Agent Callus. He seems more competent. He seems more uh, cutthroat. And uh, I think that that's good. Even like we know Callus will just do whatever evil thing. So it doesn't, he's not actual more cutthroat in actions, just maybe in demeanor and voice, you know. Um, so they dress, Kane and Rex dress as stormtroopers. Um, and then they're going to signal the crew the ghosts once they get in there. They go in their TIE fighter. 
which they had stolen from the season one finale, and I guess they still have. Yeah. Uh, so there's Sabine graffiti of like chibi versions of Kanan and Rex. That was kind of nice. I didn't think that was her style. <laughs> you know, I didn't see that as something she would have done. Um, we have this whole thing where Rex knows all these uh, num- empire numbers and coordinates and uh, alert things. So, uh, and it turns out he wrote a lot of them, or at least the emergency thing. And then later we have the Admiral telling him, you wrote this code or something like that, you know? So I thought that was all pretty interesting um, and an interesting angle to give to give Rex. Although, you know, it's not like they're giving this to him. I assume that was a thing before the show started. Uh, when we had, um, cause Rex is a character from Clone Wars. I haven't seen Clone Wars. Uh, so that's, that's, that's the big problem. Let's talk about, let's talk about Rex here for a second. So this season, um, has, has brought in, uh, Rex Ashoka. Um, we had Vader in for a little bit, you know, we have Commander Sato, the show the season really risks the 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 danger of spreading itself too thin um taking the focus away from our main cast uh focusing on characters who we don't care about although i will admit uh, fans of rebel of uh of uh clone wars and the show might care about rex more than more than uh, my point of view uh cares about him but uh focusing on rex rex is a risk because um that's two or three Rex episodes we've had, and we've had one Hera and Sabine episode. He's more of a character than two of our leads. That is a big risk. Uh, I think it's ultimately it's fine because he's pretty interesting, and he is a character that a lot of the audience has an attachment to. Um, I don't... They also did a good job of positioning him with having a role in for like a scene or two in the episodes that he wasn't the focus of so him coming into the spotlight again here feels very natural because we've seen these scenes of him with Ezra and it's like I want to do this training I want to do this training um so I, I think that was pretty well handled I'm not the biggest fan of if he's a lead now I don't know who's a lead who's not we still haven't established that but not the biggest fan of that but I can I can I can live and it was it was well handled enough um we had uh yeah that Ezra scene with the the stormtroopers uh he meets back up with them he accidentally shoots them chopper shows the him the hologram of them of him shooting them and uh Chopper's in. I, I praised the use of Chopper last week because he was. Uh, it convinced me that they care about Chopper, and Chopper would care about them, and Chopper would know that they cared about them. So again, we have Chopper acting in their favor, but again, he just does these. He's these chaotic elements, which are never against the rebellion as a whole, but can like annoy Ezra and stuff like that. Chopper always runs the risk of being just super annoying. Like I think a lot of the audience just finds him annoying. So. Like him showing the hologram contradicting Ezra. I think it was funny, so it was fine. But uh, there's always that risk. We need to balance Chopper a little better, I think. Um, part of the re- uh, part of the reason I took this mission was to get a break from this, Ezra says, after Kanan and Rex start arguing again, which I think works well with the continuity of the show before that. Uh, Kanan says he takes after Hera sometimes. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what that joke's about because he's not their child, but I think that's, I guess that's what we're applying is that, uh, Ezra is, uh, Kanan and Hera's, uh, secret child, you know, not, you know, like they implied he's the child of the ghost and they're the ghost parents. So, so I think that was a, uh, interesting line from Kanan there. Um, when you find the boy, eliminate him, says the Admiral, that added a lot of threat to him as well. Uh, before Callus just wants to capture him and stuff. I don't know if Callus has told them to kill Ezra before, but that's pretty dark too. Um, 
we have uh, the reactor core uh, chopper's plan. Uh, oh, yeah, here's what another cell four line. I forgot about this one. Um, Ezra says uh, most of the time they ignore droids anyway. <laughs> I like that because they do, and it's dumb because Chopper can do more than <laughs> any of them can, and they just never pay attention to him. So very self-aware, very smart of the show. Uh, also, I think it. I mean your reaction might be they would naturally ignore droids because they don't see them as threat or threatening. Maybe there's a bias against them. And I think that all can make sense. But at the same time, you can still um, lampshade elements of the Star Wars universe, elements of your show. Uh, you know, Ezra takes fire from them while Chopper shuts off the gravity. He puts it back on. And um, apparently it did something, which we find out later, was the changing its focus to draw all the ships in, which I guess makes sense, instead of focusing on one thing. Um Rex and uh, more Rex and uh, Kane and stuff, just like old times. Uh, stop trying to impress me, and then Rex goes to slow them down, and then he gets captured by the the gun of that one, and he's captured, and we think he's going to die, but he doesn't die, or at least I thought he was going to die. Uh, he says, my loyalty uh, was to the Republic, not the Empire. Um, the Admiral says uh, he could be reinstated, uh, but he says he hates that armor. That's unfortunate, because you were going to die in it. Uh but then uh, Kanan's going to rescue him. Um, we had the Ezra's got this scene. Uh, going to terminate you, you'll be discarded and forgotten. No one will remember you. I will, says Kanan, conveniently placed in the stormtrooper suit, even though we don't see him jump in. Um, well, nice to know you care. Uh, then they get in the escape pod. Um, they prepare to they get back onto the ship. Uh, the gravity wells. But uh, what do you mean, wait for it? Wait for what? It's And then it draws in their cruisers and pulls everything in and it blows up and it was pretty pretty good explosion um chopper's the big hero he says uh callus sees uh, the explosion admiral had some problems with the boy i see <laughs> callus is ridiculous i don't need to rant about callus again but he is ridiculous uh sato has gratitude for all three of kane and ezra and rex um you fought really well together uh, jedis and clones now i get it uh says ezra uh, thanks. Yeah, I know. There's nothing more to say about it. And then they salute each other. And I think that was really powerful at the end. Um, I think Ezra's line was really good. Jedis and clowns. Now I get it. Them saluting each other, mutual respect earned. I don't think, I think we're putting this conflict behind us, which is a little unfortunate because it was one of the strongest elements of the season, but it was super well handled and within the episode, super well handled at the end, resolved really well. So I, you know, I was a really big fan. Uh, overall, really strong episode. Um, Probably the first one. I've seen the AV Club giving Rebels, you know, like Bs in the B range. This is the first one of the season. I would pretty... Uh, well, if the grading scale is relative to the quality of the show, I'd give this an A. If it's relative to TV overall, I'd give this like an A-. minus. Um, and I'm this is the first one I'd be super happy to give an A- minus to, you know. So I'm, I'm happy and I'm hoping we continue next week, except probably not because the preview has them caring for this uh, baby. I, don't, I didn't identify what species it was, but... Uh, and it's like, they fought all these threats. Now, can they handle this baby? So is that typical? <laughs> that typical uh, dumb kid plot show type thing. So I am not... <laughs> Uh, I'm not hopeful. However, we did see, I think, new footage of the Inquisitors and stuff like that. I don't know if they're back next episode or if that was general in the future, but I am looking forward to seeing the Inquisitors. The decision to not have the Inquisitors in this episode is interesting. I'm not going to get into it, I guess, because approaching 30 minutes here. But yeah, I didn't. I don't know why we why we didn't do that. I'm looking for some 
also more of the Inquisitors who, in general, are way more threatening than any admirals or Agent Calluses can be, especially Agent Calluses. Uh, he is officially the Zhao of the show, and not in a good way. The Zhao, Zhao is usually, if I'm after our last Airbender, usually is I invoke in a good way, but Agent Callus is like a lame Zhao. Okay. I'm Dylan Heisen. I'll leave you on that note. I'm Dylan Heisen, and uh, you can find, I cover Rebels Every Week here at OverlyAnimated.com. Thank you for listening. Check out that website. I've been writing... I did recently did a top 25 episodes of the year on all of TV. No Rebels episodes in that, but uh, other animated shows included in that list. And the Steven Universe article and stuff like that. You can check that out all there. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, Shayna, Mitch, Cordell, Beatriz, Nate, Andy, and Jamie. A.K.A. Haina, Fever, Mitch, Cordell University, Beatrix Exchange, Buzz Like Here, and Mailman. Um, so let me know what you thought of my analysis of this episode. I almost never get any feedback on our Rebels ones, but send me an ask on Tumblr. You can comment on the YouTube video if you're listening there. Uh, you can comment on the Overly Animated website. There's a comment section. Any of that is perfectly fine. Send us an email. Uh, this is our last podcast before Thanksgiving. I mean, it's tomorrow. And, um... Uh, so happy Thanksgiving to everyone listening, and our next podcast will be on. We'll be back on a Sunday for the next episode of Ruby, uh, followed by I guess nothing until Wednesday for more Rebels and Moonbeam City. will be back then too. Yes, and we're on the lookout for Gravity Falls season finale date, which has not been released as of this recording. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, I will see you next week for covering this is uh, this baby. We'll see if this will be as bad as the preview made it out to be. Uh, so yeah, uh, thanks guys. I'll see you next time. Bye.